disturbing from my slumber. I am the eternal dragon. Now make your first wish. Your wish has been granted. Here is your host, Tim Bridgewater. What is up, everybody? Welcome to episode 123. One, two, three of Rock the Dragon, a Dragon Ball Super podcast. Of course, I'm your host, Tim Bridgewater. It's it's coming, guys. It, it is coming. We are eight episodes away from the end of Dragon Ball Super. Eight episodes. Okay? Let that sink in for a minute. <laughs> Let that sink in that I have been here talking to you guys for over 123 episodes, if we count the bonus episodes, which I kind of do and kind of don't, right? They, they exist. They're out there. Uh, but they they don't affect the main episodes, obviously, so that's why it's still numbered the way that it is. So this is technically still episode 123, but yeah, that's a Christmas bonus episode. There's a Halloween bonus episode. There's a commentary episode of uh, the history of Trunks, which I wanted to mention that again, because if you are following the Patreon page right now, you notice that I just updated it and I just released a brand new installment of Rock the Dragon Podcast Theater Presents. Okay, that's something that I introduced uh, last month on the Patreon, where it is a segment where I uh, do commentary of one of the Dragon Ball Z movies or TV specials, but it's done in a very special way, right? It's not just a podcast track. It is a video where you can actually watch the movie with me. I have the actual movie in the video. Okay, so all you have to do is click play. You can watch the movie and hear my commentary at the exact same time. And I went and made a fancy little it's, it's very cool. <laughs> it's very cool. You can see a little sample video of it over on Facebook.com slash Rock the Dragon Podcast. You know, I made a background and it's I put some time and effort and energy into it. And I hope you guys like it. It has a very theater sort of vibe. I mean, I even do it to where I talk about the movie and stuff at the beginning. And then once the movie starts, I even darken the background and all you see is the screen. I mean, it's, it's I'm pretty impressed. I'm pretty proud of the effort that I put into it. I'm pretty proud that it came out pretty cool. OK, <laughs> don't judge me. All right. Uh, but yeah, if you want to see an example of that, head over to Facebook.com slash Rock the Dragon Podcast. Now, the reason why I'm bringing that up also is because, well, not only did I just put that up on the Patreon and that is available as a part of the five dollar tier. OK, of course, if you have the ten dollar tier, you'll get it also because you'll get everything but even if you only have the five dollar one you should also have access to that okay so that's a full video almost an hour long me doing commentary to the history of trunks now some of you longtime listeners may be wondering well didn't you do that already tim isn't that something that you kind of talked about already a while back that is absolutely correct there is an episode of the podcast a bonus episode where i did a commentary track for the history of trunks what you will find in that video is that exact same commentary track. Okay. It didn't make sense for me to do a completely new one when I'd already done one. Right. But the difference that this time is, is that now you have the, you have the film right there to watch. You don't have to go try to watch it on your own. You don't have to put in a Blu-ray. You don't have to find it online and then try to play the podcast episode back while you watch it and try to time it up so that it matches perfectly. You know, I realized that that probably wasn't the easiest thing to do, even when I recorded that episode. But at the time, it was kind of the best option. But now with Patreon, 
I've, you know, I found a way to actually, you know, download some of these movies and then I can do some editing myself and put my voice in there with it. And then so it's a different experience. It's almost like watching the DVD or Blu-ray commentary at home for these movies, but having Tim Bridgewater as the uh, given the commentary, you know, just some random dude, Tim Bridgewater. <laughs> right. Uh, but if that's something you'd be excited to check out, well, that's on the Patreon as well as um wrath of the dragon dragon ball z movie 13 so i have two of those up available there now in addition to all of the other stuff so as always patreon.com slash rock the dragon podcast best way to keep up with me uh at least for the time being beyond super and beyond this podcast we'll kind of have to see how things go uh and that is something else that we're going to talk about a little bit later of course i do have a few emails i'm going to read on this episode of the podcast uh and one or two of those kind of make some suggestions about ways that i could possibly continue the podcast even after dragon ball super is over one of those solutions i guess or suggestions being uh possibly reading the manga and keeping up with the manga and and kind of picking up with the manga (laughs) and how many times i'm gonna am i gonna say manga uh so that is something that we will talk about um after the episode talk okay because the emails do pertain to this episode of Dragon Ball Super. So when I get them like that, I'd like to save them to the end of the episode. So we'll talk about that. We'll talk about the possibility of this thing going beyond uh, episode 131. And of course, we'll talk about the episode itself. And that will be for our email segment called What Are You Saying? Coming up right after the episode talk. Uh, Of course, you can send me an email at rockthedragonpodcast at gmail.com. If you have any questions, concerns, or comments about anything yourself. I did want to mention this too, because it's something that I kind of talked about. Um, I did do a sort of a fan edit. I did a fan edit of (laughs) the scene in episode 121 where we had Vegeta and Frieza and Gohan and Goku and Android 17 teaming up against that one big monster and it was a Power Rangers sort of a thing. So so I did a Power Rangers sort of edit to that where I put the Power Rangers music in there. I kind of made just kind of had a little bit of fun with it. It's definitely still available on Facebook.com slash Rock the Dragon podcast. You may wonder, well, why are you saying it like that, Tim? Why is it? What do you mean it's still available? Because the YouTube version of it got taken down. <laughs> OK, uh, Toei filed a claim against it and YouTube removed it. OK, so it was up for about a couple days over on YouTube before Toei got to it. And it's, it's, it's still a little bit weird because that's not the first fan edit that I've done. I mean, you guys may remember that I did one once before where Vegeta was fighting Magetta back in the uh, Destroyer Tournament. And I put the Bruce Faulkner music under it. That one's still up. That one's still available on YouTube. It's also on the Facebook page. But for some reason, this one, they just, they took it down. I mean, it wasn't even restricted or anything. They just removed it completely. <laughs> and I got a copyright strike on my channel. I'm still trying to figure out this copyright stuff. And I've been making YouTube videos for over 10 years, guys. And I still cannot figure out the copyright stuff. I know that there's some shit that's considered fair use. Right. Maybe I think it may be determined about uh, by the length, you know, you make it you may be able only to have a certain amount of uh, seconds or minutes used of a copyrighted video in your video. And you may also have to be doing a parody or a review of some sort for it to be allowed. And well, and I actually I didn't do that in this video, so I guess I'm (laughs) I guess I shouldn't be surprised. This was really just. 
a clip and it was probably almost five minutes long. So, yeah, I should have I probably should have expected that they would have flagged that one and pulled it down because I didn't do anything too special with it. It was mostly still the exact same edit. I just kind of put different music under it and stuff. And now that I'm saying it out loud, it, it, it all sounds <laughs> I think I get it now. But that being said, it's still up on the Facebook page. So if you want to because Facebook doesn't give a shit, let's be honest. Facebook is 98% copyrighted videos that people have stolen and have altered and have uploaded to their own pages and people are resharing it and Facebook does not give a damn. And that's a whole different story. I could probably do an entire podcast episode on how much that pisses me off, but I'm not. But with that being said, I'm going to take advantage of it in this case and say that you can still see the video on the Facebook page. Okay. Facebook.com slash rock the dragon podcast. Okay. So that being said, we're going to go ahead and get into the episode talk for this week. And man, you know, we have got I feel like every episode lately has been like, like, I feel like I've been saying that before every episode lately. And that's good. That's great. That means we're getting some episodes that's been taking my breath away in many different ways. So let's uh, let's see what happens with this one. So, of course, this episode of Rock the Dragon podcast Episode 123 is going to cover episode 123 of Dragon Ball Super titled Body, Soul, and Power Unleashed, Goku and Vegeta. It's like, oh. <laughs> I mean, not only is that a very exciting title just in general. Uh, oh, you know what? I forgot to mention something. <laughs> I'm getting really bad at this, guys. Maybe it's because we're coming down to the end of Super and my brain power has pretty much been maxed out. <laughs> but I did want to mention that I actually went on. I went live on Facebook a couple of days ago. OK, so if you're a listener who's been waiting for that to happen, I did it. It was spontaneous. I didn't tell anybody ahead of time. I just happened to be in my car. I had just worked out and I decided to go live. It's not the fanciest video. We didn't talk about the most exciting stuff. But I did get some people, a couple of my listeners that jumped on and asked a few questions and such about Dragon Ball. So if you want to check that out, (laughs) the live video is still available on the Facebook page. Okay, I'm going to try to go live again. Hopefully next time, give you guys a little bit of an advance notice because it always kind of sucks whenever, you know, (laughs) you guys come along a little bit later and you're like, oh, I missed it. And I'm like, yeah, that, that sucks. But what can you do? Right. But I'll try to do another one. Okay. Anyway, back to this episode, this title, right? Exciting title tells you a lot. It tells you there's going to be some body, soul and power unleashed. And it's going to be Goku and Vegeta is going to be doing something pretty cool in this episode. So no problem with that. It's just funny because it says body, soul and power. And, you know, I'm a I'm an old school R&B fan. Every time somebody says something about body and soul, I'm thinking about, you know, music. It's just a very interesting (laughs) title. Uh, anyway, so we have to remember that with the previous episode, Vegeta had one of his epic speeches, right? And as I said in the previous episode, usually when he has an epic speech about saying pride, it does not end well for him. It usually ends up in him either A, getting killed, B, getting whooped, uh, C, uh, 
all of the above <laughs> right it's usually like some combination of all of that um so we we kind of resume this episode with vegeta pretty much being laid out because he gave a great speech he charged up one hell of a powerful final flash but it wasn't enough it wasn't enough jiren was barely even phased by it and all of a sudden jiren was in front of him with his energy ball to his gut he released it trapping vegeta in this energy force field and we don't know what it did but it seemed like it hurt a lot anyway so now we resume the episode here with goku basically trying to help vegeta up off the ground them just kind of watching jiren jiren just turns his back and says time to sleep which when he said that you kind of the way he turned his back and said it it almost you know I, i wasn't sure if he meant it's time to sleep as in i'm about to put vegeta to sleep or time to sleep as in he's about to go into his little meditative state because remember he did that before <laughs> he just said you know what i don't i don't want to be bothered with this i'm going to go meditate but it would make zero sense at this point for him to go meditate because well there's only two universes left here but it also make doesn't make any sense that he would say time to sleep and then turn his back cuz I, I i don't know so small observation there then there's some he he mentioned something about Vegeta being a warrior I think giving him a little bit of a uh, little bit of you know um, praise of such for just being able to sort of amass as much power as he did in that last attack and and of course his his people over on the bench in Universe 11 are saying you're lucky that you got that that's a that's a major honor coming from Jiren because he doesn't usually say that kind of stuff. <laughs> And so we, of course, have Goku <clears throat> and Vegeta just kind of watching. And, and Vegeta makes a comment. He says, I can tell, Jiren, that you're still not using your full power. Right. And that's hard to believe now. Right. Isn't that just hard to believe out of everything that we've seen of Jiren? We still haven't seen his full power. But we, at the same time, we also know that this is something that is incredibly common in Dragon Ball. <laughs> Every time they fight some big villain that can't be beat. There's, there's always a question of whether or not people are using their full power. Well, why aren't you using your full power yet? Oh, I thought you weren't you weren't using yours either. Oh, well, let's stop playing around. Yada, yada, yada. This happens a lot. <laughs> OK, but the, just the idea here that Jiren is still not using his full power is pretty disturbing to think about. But at the same time, you can kind of tell. I mean, the guy hasn't even broken a sweat. <laughs> you know, he doesn't even seem to be phased by anything that has happened so far so goku is like hey it's my turn to tag in now vegeta had his shot he got beat up time for me to tag in he powers up now they do remind us that we've got dispo fighting frieza at the same time which is kind of entertaining in itself dispo slams slams frieza into this mountain and frieza kind of comes out of it pretty much unscathed just saying hey is this all you've got right once again talking about the sort of the comparisons and power they do that a lot because <laughs> uh, it, it, it so it just makes it even harder to tell at this point is is Frieza stronger than Dispo or not you know because we're led to believe that Dispo is pretty strong too though most of his power probably lies in his speed at this point so if you can stop him from running you can probably beat him but we also have to remember that Frieza's not even in his golden form right now so who knows but who knows dispo may have another level he can reach i mean shit you never know with these characters right and then of course 
Top is still fighting Gohan and 17 and they get this little thing going where uh, Android 17 kind of takes a blast, takes it. What is this? Uh, this energy thing, this justice flash attack that Top has. And then he pulls his force field up. Gohan goes behind him, tries to kick Top without him noticing it. And it doesn't really work. OK, so then they have to have a conversation about it. <laughs> where Gohan says, I'm sorry, uh, that didn't work. And 17 says, don't try a combo move like that again. Uh, he says, we won't win this with tandem attacks. We've never even practiced. All we'll do is get in each other's way and completely waste our two against one advantage. And then he's and then Gohan says, you have any better ideas? And he says, yes. So he's just going to divide the labor up. He's going to go on the attack and keep him busy while Gohan waits for the right moment. And at this point, I'm thinking everybody should just listen to 17. OK, because so far. I'm pretty sure everything he suggested or thought has been a good idea. Uh, I think I said this before, but he's shaping up to sort of be the most impressive overall character in the Tournament of Power from Universe 7, I think. I mean, sure, Goku has had the better moments because he's Goku. He's going he's he's to have the better moments, right? Like skidding along that freaking blast and then blowing Kefla out of the ring. It's kind of hard to top that, <laughs> right? But 17 has had some pretty cool moments to shine too, right? Including the most recent one with the, the, the quote unquote Power Rangers episode. But his suggestions have been pretty good. You know, he was the one that discovered that the guy was actually small and not invis invisible, right? That they were fighting like an insect. And it's just, he's the one that punched a big monster, monster in the center of their head. And I feel like there's a few other examples, but... He seems to be the one who's sort of the most overall evenly impressive out of everybody, just in every category. Goku probably the most impressive in terms of the power that he showed and some of the cool things that he's done. And of course, the transformation with Ultra Instinct and all of that kind of stuff. But he's also been weak in other areas. Right. But, uh, you know, Android 17 has kind of been the one who's been like, I think, evenly across the board, sort of consistently good with power strategy ideas defense all that kind of stuff you know even though he almost got eliminated and his sister freaking saved him but even she realized how valuable he was and that's why she did it right so he rushes into top kind of has a little bit of a little melee mix up with him here and then at some point top grabs him uh, and restrains him because we they've already established that if you get close to the top, he's going to use those big ass forearms <laughs> looking like Popeye the Sailor Man to uh, to grab you. So they take advantage of this moment. He grabs Android 17, 17 makes a force field around here and top and says, Gohan, now go Gohan charges up the Kamehameha blast them the idea here is that he's going to sort of use this this opportunity to blast top out of the ring but they ask he asked 17 to to move at the last second and i think that gives top enough of a chance to sort of break out of this thing uh, here's my question would it have been smarter in this case for them to just go ahead and just an android 17 to just be eliminated along with top because it seems like had he not moved out of the way that opening would have not provided itself and maybe they just both would have gone over the edge right would it have been a better idea or a worse idea at this point for that to happen
I'm curious to see what you guys would think about that because I can see both sides of it. I can see that losing 17 at this point may not be the best idea because it is a numbers game as well, right? Universe 7 has the the numbers right now. They have five people. Universe 11 has three. So if they lost 17, that would leave them with four, but that would also leave Universe 11 with two. But Universe 11 has Jiren, <laughs> who is clearly the equivalent of 12 people by himself. So it stands to reason in that case, they might need 17 to stick around in order to beat Jiren, right? Because if Jiren powers up and he just wants to eliminate everybody at once, he can probably do that. Which stands the reason, like, why hasn't he done that yet? We know that there's only about eight or seven minutes left in this tournament at this point. If Jiren is as strong as he looks, you think that he would have just knocked everybody out of the ring by now. But of course, you know, that's just sort of a nitpick. I mean, it's a it's a show. It's a story. It has to <laughs> it has to unwind. It has to be unraveled. And it would be pretty disappointing if he just eliminated everybody and they didn't fight. Uh, but this is just me being my usual sort of self here dissecting anyway so we go back over to jiren and goku okay we've got goku kind of squaring up uh he has to sort of change his approach up at this point and and, and this is why and, and and they sort of reiterate that by by going to the people on the sideline they're saying that you know, he's creeping in closely now. He can't rely on long range attacks. He tried the spirit bomb. That didn't work. Vegeta tried to find a flash that didn't work. So now he's saying that maybe he needs to get in there close and try something different. And Piccolo's saying he has to find a different opening here. And Android 18 is saying if that's even possible to make an opening. So we get this scene, this 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 sort of sequence of shots where Goku is quickly using the instant transmission, teleporting in and out around Jiren, and we can kind of see this little bitty tiny ball of what looks to be energy kind of dropping out of his hand every now and then. Okay, so we know that he's up to something, uh, but we don't know what it is yet. And then he actually sort of, Goku sort of retreats to the top of this little mountain, and then we find out that he was basically setting these little energy landmines there. <laughs> Very creative thing. It's always kind of cool to see them use their energy in different ways. You know, we don't see a lot of this kind of stuff, but it, this is something that could totally happen. We've seen similar attacks where they would set a ball of energy down and they can detonate it later if they want. You know, that's just the kind of energy control they have. So here in this situation, as soon as Jiren tries to move, he basically starts setting off all these little baby landmines. Uh, but it doesn't do much or maybe it does do a lot. Maybe all of this is a part of Goku's plan because clearly there's a plan that's going to fall into place here in a minute. Jiren retreats up to the sky and is above him all of a sudden. So now Goku has got him in the air. He unleashes a Destructo Disc, which is always cool. I don't remember the last time we saw Goku do a Destructo Disc, or if ever. <laughs> I'm sure it happened at some point in Z. <laughs> but, you know, it's kind of easy to forget that kind of stuff. But we all know that Destructo Disc is really a Krillin technique. Krillin uses that. That's sort of his sort of trademark thing. Um, 
So it's pretty cool to see Goku just kind of unleash that in this moment. But he unleashes more than one. And Jiren kind of deflects a bunch of them. and But he takes one of them, throws it back at Goku, slices through this little mountain that Goku is standing on. The little mountain falls over. And the way that they drew this was so cool because it, it can be very difficult to sort of keep track of the geometry and the sort of architecture <laughs> of this ring right like spatially because we're usually only seeing one little piece of it so it's kind of hard to be able to tell exactly where they are in relation to the edge and all that kind of stuff but they do a really good job in this sequence by showing that mountain when it falls over it falls right over the ledge of the ring Right. So if you pay attention to that, you can notice at this point, you can kind of see everything start to fall into place. Literally. <laughs> so then Jiren comes down, basically goes at Goku full, full on, lands a really good punch. One of those punches that just like comes all the way from Mississippi, swings on down through Louisiana. Come, that's a... <laughs> For anybody who's wondering what the hell that's about, that's a Richard Pryor reference. Richard <laughs> Richard Pryor has a stand-up that I love. I think it's just called Richard Pryor Live in Concert. Where he does this joke about his dad punching him <laughs> in the stomach or in the chest. And I know that that's, that doesn't sound like something that should be funny, but <laughs> it is. Okay, because he makes a joke about it and he says he tried to talk back to his dad and he tried to fight his dad. And he was like, this is it. I'm not taking them old ass whoopings. This is it. And his dad's like, oh, you a man now, huh? And he says his dad just cocked back this punch that he brought all the way down through Mississippi, up through Louisiana. I mean, it was just the funniest thing. But that's the kind of punch Jiren seemed like he just hit Goku with. Because it was the type of punch where you can, you can see and you can almost feel that shockwave coming out the back of his chest. So it was a pretty bad punch. But as Goku is falling back, Jiren charges up yet another punch. And we can see him going forward, but everything is slowing down at this point. So we know something's about to happen. All of a sudden, we see a couple quick little slashes and we see one of those destructo discs just kind of flying off in the distance. So it is revealed here that Goku, he says, what does he say? He says, um, destructo disc times six. So he obviously unleashed enough of these things to where Jiren lost track of one of them or more than one. I'm not exactly clear. And then he uses those destructo discs to slice the part of the ledge off that uh, Jiren is standing on. And then he uses instant transmission to teleport up and he just kicks the shit out of him. And we're left with this image <laughs> of Jiren falling out of the ring. OK, and then it goes to commercial. Uh, wow, right? Wow. Super creative sort of thing. I love when they do this kind of stuff. I love when they put a little bit of thought into these moves, a little bit of thought into the the strategy, the techniques, when it's not just, let's see who can punch each other the hardest or the farthest. You know, it's like you have to do some thinking here. They have to think in order to beat Jiren because you can't beat him straight up. You can't beat him head on. The best sort of solution here is to try to trick him somehow and get him out in the ring and i love the fact that goku did this right because this is something that we might have seen piccolo do because piccolo is usually the one who's kind of using his brain he's still to my opinion the, like the the smartest z warrior that there is usually 
And then they do something else here that they don't normally do, but in certain situations they do when it comes back from commercial <laughs> they re they show the same sequence again just because i guess it would be kind of weird for it to just resume with jiren falling out of the ring um but then it's revealed <laughs> we get a moment from krillin when he says damn goku you use the same technique that i used against you against jiren and then we see a quick flashback of it and i'm like holy shit i'm like he did and this is the kind of stuff that I love, okay? And I was just saying this. I love when they just tie things in like that. And you, because we can remember that episode where Goku and Krillin was sparring and Krillin had come a long way and he decided, hey, I'm going to use this technique where I kind of surprise Goku with a another Destructo disc and take the ground out from under him. And they brought it back around in this moment right here. It doesn't last because where, well, <laughs> Jiren's just freaking invincible, but it's a cool moment. And Krillin says, hell yeah, that was awesome, Goku. And I I would like to echo that statement and say that, hell yeah, that was very cool. But of course, we know Jiren ain't going out like that. So he just starts to climb. He just steps on these rocks. He jumps from rock to rock, piece to piece from this thing. And then he just jumps his ass back in the ring <laughs> like it's nothing. So then Vegeta says, hey, you know, you, you slowed him down for a little bit, but you know that this is not, that's not going to be enough. You know, we have to do more. And we see that Jiren's kind of making his way back toward Goku, and he's just going through all of the little energy booby traps that Goku left there for him. But he doesn't care. He doesn't even give a damn. And we just get this cool shot of Jiren just kind of emerging through the smoke. Just just walking on these booby traps like he just doesn't care. <laughs> so then he and Goku just start going at it again. Uh, but he gets he gets a, he gets uh, he grabs Goku by the leg, kind of slams him a couple of times. Um, and of course, we're all, at this point, everybody's thinking, well, what 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 can you possibly do? What's left? We've tricked this guy. We've went on with everything that we've had. It didn't do anything. It didn't do enough. And, and to top it all off, Jiren's doing his own sort of power up in this moment. And it's like, really? <laughs> he's glowing. He's got this aura. It's almost like he's saying, hey, okay, maybe I do need to start to channel, channel some of my real energy here. And and we've got people on his, um, his, you know, his team kind of echoing that. Goku powers back up and then they're just going at it, man. And we get some of this really excellently animated quick fighting sequence. They're just kind of teleporting all over the place, fighting each other. You know, good classic Dragon Ball type stuff. <laughs> I love these two shots that they show of Universe 11 on the sidelines and Universe 7. And everybody's just sitting there with their mouths hanging open right now. And then we see my two little favorite dudes, the Grand Zenos, and they too are, uh, are enjoying this. And I'm sitting there, my mouth hanging open too when I'm watching this. And then we get this moment where Jiren powers up this little thing and he unleashes this punch. But it also has this energy blast that comes out of it that just sort of destroys this succession of mountains. And it startles Goku so much where he powers all the way down to his base form. <laughs> and I'm like, what the hell? Clearly, at this point, they're just astonished at Jiren's power, right? The destroyer guy from Universe 11 says, 
looks like Jaren's actually now going to show just a glimpse of his true power. And they're saying that was just a punch for Jaren. Just on a normal day, that was a normal punch. And everybody's like, what the hell? So then he unleashes this barrage of punches. Okay. He has this thing to where like he can do a punch, but he doesn't even have to connect with you. He just, his energy just does it. <laughs> and he just put, he just, man, he just drops him. He just does a freaking like multi-hand E-Honda style, uh, million hand slap punch, gut punch thing in the Goku. And everybody's once again, standing there with their mouths hanging open. And even Goku says, in all my years and in all my fights, I've never taken an attack like that. Crazy, right? Because we've seen Goku go through a lot of fights, especially if you count Dragon Ball, okay? <laughs> and you count the movies, which you don't because they're not canon. But still, that's a lot of fights. I mean, this is clearly the strongest person they've ever fought. But that's not, that's not really saying much because every arc, they fight the strongest person they've ever fought. That's the whole point, right? But Jiren is clearly in a completely different league, I guess. So Vegeta gets back up and he's saying, hey, I'm not done. You know, when it's all said and done here, I'm going to be the one left standing to claim the Super Dragon Balls. They had to bring that back around because it ties in to something that happens in a moment here. And then all of a sudden we get this sort of sinking of... Vegeta and Goku, where it just seemed like they just align and they just on the they're on the same wavelength and they both power up at the same exact same time. And this is where the title comes in at body, soul and power unleashed Goku and Vegeta. They both power up. Goku powers up. He unleashes his Kaioken on top of the Super Saiyan Blue, which is always nice to see. It's always a like literally nice to see. Like, I just love those colors going together. But more importantly in this moment we have vegeta doing something over here <laughs> okay he has a little flashback of when he's talking to kaba once again this ties in his comment about the super dragon balls to this moment because he's using this to fuel him right now he's saying that i'm not going to die in this moment it's not going to go down like this i made a promise to another saiyan warrior i gave my word that i was going to win this get those super dragon balls wishbag universe six and sometimes that's all Vegeta needs is something to challenge his pride, something to challenge his honor. Right. And he uses that in this moment to shatter through his ceiling. OK, we've been seeing a lot of ceiling shattering, I feel like here. And now it's Vegeta's turn, baby. So Vegeta powers up. And just to reiterate what's going on here, just so we as the audience don't think that this is him just powering up. They go to the other characters, including Grand Minister. And they reiterate the fact that Vegeta is now shattering through his ceiling the same way Goku did through his right with Ultra Instinct. So then it's revealed that Vegeta has this other form where he looks a little bit more buff. His aura is a lot deeper. The blue is a lot deeper. Um, those little sort of energy sort of balls that kind of float up. And when they're in Super Saiyan blue, they're more intense now. There's more of them. There's some little sparkliness added to it it's just a very cool looking transformation and we have a shot where we get super saiyan blue kaioken goku walking alongside whatever we're calling this version of vegeta and i'm having trouble not tearing up right now just talking about it <laughs> okay because this is so 
awesome all right so then they rush in and they both go at jiren at the same time okay so here we go body and soul <laughs> body soul and body and soul baby i just feel like i have to start like i'm doing an infomercial for uh you know some old school r&b hits and soul classics and stuff body and soul and power unleashed uh, but yeah, we get it, man. We get it unleashed. We get that and a lot more unleashed. These guys are going in on Jiren. Jiren's actually having to block now. He's actually having to make an effort to actually not get beat up here. Okay? Like, they're actually having they starting to get him off of his game a little bit. I think Piccolo says, you know, Jiren is making mistakes. He's doing things that he didn't do before. So now we know that this is going somewhere. You know, with 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 Goku and his his Kaioken on top of the blue and this new form that Vegeta has reached, everything's looking a lot more optimistic now for Universe Seven, right? And that's pretty much what episode ends. I mean, we get a little bit of commentary from Whis and Beerus, and I think I what you know what I would have liked to have seen in this moment. I would have liked to have seen, uh, well, so Whis makes a comment about. Vegeta and Goku normally not being used to fighting together um, and how that in this instance may actually be helping them against Jiren. But is that I mean, is that entirely accurate? Because I feel like a better sort of explanation of this. If I were writing this, I would have said the training that Whis did of Vegeta and Goku is finally starting to kick in. Like that would be that I would have spunted like that and said, now they're fighting together as one because that Weiss used to try to train them, right? Remember when they were when Weiss was training Vegeta and Goku and they were always doing two against one. They were fighting him at the same time. Well, what's different here, right? So I kind of wish they would have gone back to that and Weiss would have been like, finally, they're they're doing what I tried to show them to do. You know, but they didn't really go that route, but it's okay. <laughs> it's still cool. And that is where the episode ends, man. And what an episode. What? You, holy shit. Right. So what did you guys think about that? Okay. What are you saying? Send me an email at rock the dragon podcast at gmail.com. A couple of you have already sent in emails. So we're going to switch over right now, get to those thoughts and concerns about this. And we're going to talk about it. So. Once again, uh, this is our email segment called What Are You Saying? So send me an email to rockthedragonpodcast at gmail.com with your questions. And the first email here I have is from, let's see here, Helson. Helson, good to hear from you, buddy. Uh, Helson writes here, it says, What Are You Saying, Kakarot? <laughs> hey Tim, it's Helson again. I haven't wrote in in a while since I've been busy with my two Android 17s. All right, that's right. You had twins, right, Helson? Congratulations on that again. <laughs> with my two Android 17s, you know, and I was doing the hunt last month for the San Diego Comic Con event exclusive SH Figure Arts figures of Dragon Ball. And yes, I got all five from that event. So I wanted to talk to you. About I, I want to talk about two ideas of where you could take this podcast so it wouldn't end after the last episode of the anime. I don't know if you'll like them, but here we go. Well, before we get into that, I do want to talk about I want to ask you about this uh, this hunt that you did. 
Yeah, I didn't know about this. What is this? <laughs> you get a hunt last month for the San Diego Comic-Con event exclusive SH figure arts. Okay, so I, I, didn't, I didn't realize. So there were some uh, Comic-Con exclusive figures. Um, could you did you have to go to Comic-Con to get them or were they? Well, I guess so. That I just never mind. I just that was a very stupid question, wasn't it? That's why they would be a Comic-Con event exclusive, because you have to be there to get them. Oh, man. Should I edit that out? No, I'm going to leave it in. You know why? Because I'm not perfect. <laughs> okay. It's all real here with me, baby. <laughs> anyway, that's super cool, man. So that means you went to Comic-Con, which is even more impressive, right? I mean, unless I'm misunderstanding something here, you know, I'm assuming you have to go to Comic-Con to get in the, the Comic-Con exclusive figures. So you went. And that's that, that's awesome, man. I didn't get to go. I did. Uh, I tuned in to some of the news I, I recorded a podcast episode over on the patreon where i just kind of talked about a lot of the biggest news from san diego comic-con you know and my opinions on those things and uh i think that's i think that's incredibly cool that you got those five figures i mean i'm jealous man why didn't you why didn't you get me some that's the next question i'm gonna ask you know you're just gonna rub it in my face helson you're just gonna go get five awesome things and you're just gonna tell me about it man you know, you could have gone down in history as the most popular Rock the Dragon podcast listener had you just bought me some too. <laughs> oh, man. You know what? We only have eight episodes left of the podcast now. So I'm just like, I'm just saying, fuck it. I'm just throwing it all out the window. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I mean, I'm I'm kind of kidding. It would have been cool if you would have done that. But obviously, I, I didn't expect that. <laughs> uh but yeah, so that no, man, that's very awesome. That's very awesome. OK, now let's talk about your solution or suggestion of where, where, I tease this at the beginning of the episode. Right. So, you, this, OK, I'm just going to read it. One idea is you could talk about the manga of Dragon Ball Super, since it is completely different from the anime and have better explanations on things. You will see Vegeta fighting Goku Black as Super Saiyan Red with a good explanation of why. Is that Super Saiyan Rosé you're referring to? Or is there something else called Super Saiyan Red that I'm not familiar with? It's it's I, I assume you meant Rosé, but, you know, then maybe they call it Red in the manga. Maybe it's different. Maybe there's a different transformation I don't know about. So that's why I'm asking. Uh, Trunks training with Supreme Kai and fighting Deborah. A way cooler reason as to why Kefla came to be. No weird power ups with no explanation as to why it happened. Basically, everything that people criticized about the story in the anime is non-existent in the manga for the most part, in my opinion. And the story arc that is going now is very interesting. Okay, and then you have another sort of uh, point I want to touch on here, but I do want to address this, uh, you know, right now. Because I also get another suggestion from Jesus about this. Uh, Because I wasn't even sure, right? I wasn't sure that Dragon Ball Super even continued beyond the Tournament of Power in the manga. So apparently it does. And now, you know, I'm getting a couple of suggestions that I continue the podcast and talk about the manga. Well, here, here's, here's what I'm gonna say about that. I'm gonna say that that's unlikely, okay? And don't, don't, don't get mad at me yet, okay? This is why, <laughs> this is why. I have a couple of different reasons why. And, and, and the first one here is that I'm not I'm just not a big reader now. You know, I know how that sounds, but I'm just not right. I don't 
I don't read manga. I don't read comics the way I used to. Uh, I will always have a love for those things, obviously, but I just don't read as much as I used to. I'm, I'm just much more of a visual. Like I like, I like TV now. I like movies. I like it, and it's it's just it's hard for me to sit down and actually read something for an extended amount of time, unless it's teaching me how to do something, right? And even then, I can probably find a video on it, <laughs> right? Just as an editor over the years. There have been times where I've run into roadblocks and I wanted to troubleshoot things. And there's a ton of books out there that help you learn Premiere Pro and Adobe Photoshop and all this stuff. But I just I go to video. I just prefer it. So it's just hard for me to sit down like that and just like read something. OK. Not only that, uh, I would have to buy the manga, <laughs> which would kind of defeat the purpose of, you know, I mean, that those things cost money. Right. And. I don't know how many volumes there are of that. And I'm not trying to pretend like it's the most expensive thing on the planet, but I've been in a very sort of financially strapped sort of situation the past couple months, which is the whole reason I did the Patreon to begin with is because I'm trying to get extra money. Uh, but I'm tr instead of just asking for it, you know, like a lot of people would do with a uh, Indiegogo or, you know, some kind of crowdfunding thing or GoFundMe or whatever I'm doing. I'm offering a Patreon. I'm, I'm offering content in exchange for money because that's the only way I would feel good about doing it. Right. And this kind of ties into what you wrote at the, the bottom here, which says another idea is if you could put all the episodes you're doing on the page Patreon up, but with ads so that people that maybe can't pay the subscription and would love to listen to topics you are talking about can pay you that way. I know searching for sponsors can be a bitch, but it's something to consider, I think. So, yeah, that kind of ties into that. The whole reason I'm doing the Patreon is when it's not the entire reason. OK, but the reason that I did it when I decided to do it was because I found myself in a situation. I was, I'm thinking, OK, I need extra money. What, how can I possibly make extra money? Well, I'm doing uh, people seem to like my Dragon Ball content, whether it be podcasting or videos or just whatever. So let me find. Let me just ask. Let me come on the podcast and ask people. And I mean, I must have asked you guys for two months before I ever even did anything. Right. <laughs> I must have been like, OK, are we sure you guys who who's down for a Patreon? Who's down? Who's interested? And I finally launched the thing. And some people have signed up. Not as many people that said they were going to, but I'm not holding that against anybody. I'm just I'm using that to sort of illustrate my point here is that if I, if I go get involved all over again with this manga, that's a whole other responsibility. That's a whole other thing in itself. Right. Because if I really wanted to do it justice, I would have to start from the beginning, because like you said, Goku Black and all these things, things that we have already seen in Super. So the only way to do it justice would be to go back to the very beginning. Well, that's a that's a major responsibility. <laughs> and I'm just not really in the position to be able to take on something like that right now. I mean, it's hard enough just doing this every week, you know, where I just have to watch a 30 minute episode and talk about it. Imagine if I had to read a volume of this and a volume of that and a volume of this. And it's just it's just a lot of stuff. Uh, basically, I'm kind of reaching a point now to where like my regular life is demanding my attention. OK, and it's so it's hard to dedicate as much time to doing my Dragon Ball stuff or just my geek stuff when the other stuff is is not 
going well. You know, I moved and then I moved again and then I moved again and then I broke my wrist. So it's been a very, very interesting and rough couple of months. <laughs> okay, so in order for me to sort of get back on track with that, uh, I need money. Okay. And you're, you're suggesting here that maybe I can get the money from the ads so I could do the Patreon content, but then get ads to put on the Patreon so that for people who can't maybe afford the Patreon can still listen and I can still get some sort of revenue from it. Well, the problem with that is that, like you said, getting sponsors is a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> and in order for you to get any sort of significant amount of revenue from sponsors that are you know i don't want to say legit or worth it you know they're they're going to want to see that you have a certain size audience right i mean that's just how advertising works if i want to go to some place that can pay me a decent amount of money to advertise advertise on my platform my content they're going to want to know how many people are watching and listening to this thing every week you know, and they're, they're going to want a certain amount. They're going to say, OK, you have 10,000 people or it doesn't it may not be 10,000 could be less. I mean, I'm just giving out. I'm just throwing a number out there. They want to say you have a certain amount of people watching this. We will pay you to advertise to that. Those people. The problem with the podcast right now is that I can't prove exactly how big my audience is. I just can't <laughs> because I'm not using a service that tracks all of that kind of stuff. But I can get a general idea of how many downloads I get. And I just it's not enough. I don't think it's enough that any sort of reputable place that I can feel comfortable with entering some sort of arrangement with would be willing to, to do. I'd need a bigger audience. And that's why I've been asking you guys for months, like the Facebook page, share the podcast, right? Leave reviews, etc. because the bigger the audience gets, then I can do stuff like that. Then I can get ads and put them on here and then I won't have to ask for any money from you guys for anything. But I'm just not in that position. Not to mention that the entire point of the Patreon is that you pay for the content so that you won't have to get any ads. Right. <laughs> so it wouldn't it would it would it wouldn't really make much sense for me to put ads on Patreon because that goes against the whole sort of idea behind it. Right. The idea is, is that you're paying for the content so I don't have to shove ads in your face and I don't have to interrupt the podcast or the video with an ad because that because you're paying for it right it's just like when you're paying for uh you know youtube red or something like that you know there's less ads if any right because the idea is is that they're getting the money from you so they don't have to get the money from the ads right now with all that being said this is kind of a tough conversation to have because i'm i'm, I'm obviously i love doing this podcast um but it is a lot Right. It's definitely a lot of work and it's kind of hard to explain how much work it is. And, and unless it's you, I think, you know, there's just a lot that goes into the production and I have to set up the equipment and I have to watch the episode twice. And then I have to sit down and talk for an hour to myself, which is not easy to do. <laughs> right. Um, and I've done over 123 episodes of this podcast, you know, over two and a half years. This is the third podcast that I've done. And that's just a lot of talking. Right. The first podcast I did, I had two co-hosts on there. It wasn't as bad. The second one I did, it was just be my, me by myself. This one has been me mostly just by myself this entire time. It takes a toll on your voice after a while. You know, I've noticed some issues with my voice. You know, I've noticed some like 
things are changing. Like, I think I'm actually doing too much sometimes. Uh, so with that being said, there is definitely a part of me that is sort of looking forward to the end of Super. And I know how that sounds. OK, <laughs> but just for health reasons, just so I can focus on other things that have kind of been being neglected, because this takes a lot out of my week every week. And then when I get behind, I feel like shit, you know, and then I have to catch up and it's just it's just not easy. So I'm probably not going to be looking for a way to continue this outside of Dragon Ball Super coming back for another season or something, you know, because I just honestly, I can kind of use the break just because it's not easy doing this every week. And I've been once again, I've done this. This is episode 123. <laughs> I've been doing this for a very long time. That is many, many hours of me talking. So there is definitely a part of me that is saying, hey, you know, I, I'm kind of looking forward to the podcast coming to a close just so I can have a break. Right. I don't want it to end forever. I don't. I would love nothing more than for Dragon Ball Super to end at 131. And then two months later, they come back with a brand new, you know, continuation that is simultaneous English dub and sub at the same time or something. That'd be great because that would mean we wouldn't have to wait. Right. And I can be current because I think this podcast would actually grow a lot more if I was current. You know what I mean? Like, had I done this, started this podcast when Dragon Ball Super first aired in Japan, I'd, I'm, I'd probably be the biggest freaking Dragon Ball podcaster there is because there's not a lot of them <laughs> for, for starters. And I, I don't know. I just have I just have that much confidence when it comes to this kind of thing. But since I had to wait and I just had to do the I, I, I decided to wait to do the English version because that's the version of it that I like. Well, then you have to ask yourself, well, how many people want to come back and listen to a podcast about a show they've already watched? Right. So if by some chance they decide to bring it back currently because there was some rumors about that at one point in time that would be great and then i could be current and i think that would help me get that audience that i need that would not only motivate me to continue doing it because that helps <laughs> but then i could also look into getting ads and stuff like that but as far as me putting ads on the patreon well i'm not gonna not gonna do that. well maybe maybe you were suggesting that i take the content off of the patreon and just offer it for free, but with ads. Okay, sorry. That's probably what you were actually suggesting. But right now, it's just I can't really justify doing that because it's it's hard enough. You know, it's kind of hard enough just making the content. And I do already have people that have already paid. And I do have people on there that are that are cool with paying every month. So as long as there are some people interested in doing that, then I'm probably not going to adjust it. But whether or not it will continue for good sort of remains to be seen. Uh, whether or not I decide to get into the manga at some point remains to be seen. And if I do, honestly, it'll probably be a Patreon thing <laughs> because once again, the f I have to consider the finances because that's that's just unfortunately, that's just how it is. You know, when you're a creative person, you can only do so much by yourself and then you need the people that support you to sort of step in and help if they're able. And that's kind of what's going on with the Patreon. So I would hope that you would consider coming over to Patreon, too, if you're able to do it. I know you got two little twin androids now, and I'm sure <laughs> I'm sure most of your money is going to that. But I tried to keep the subscriptions pretty, pretty cheap, or at least what I think is cheap. I think five dollars a month is pretty cheap. You know, I think that's, you know, that's like a cappuccino or something. 
And if you want to go a little bit further, you can do two cappuccinos. It's $10 a month. And I think the content is worth it. And as long as there are people, some people willing to just kind of go for that, then I'll probably keep doing that. Uh, but I appreciate the offer because in the in the suggestion, because I'm sure you're not the only person that's thinking that. Um, like I said, Jesus was wondering the same thing. So for now, we're just going to say the podcast is going to end when Dragon Ball Super ends. Uh, but anything can happen, right? If all of a sudden I, will, I, I looked at my numbers next week and, and they tripled in size, well, then I would have to reevaluate everything, right? <laughs> but right now it's kind of hard justifying taking on yet another major thing when, you know, even this podcast itself, as many listeners as I have and as much as I appreciate you guys, it still has not blown up the way that I would have liked by now, you know, two and a half years in this to this thing, I would have thought that it would be bigger, right? And any company that's going to be interested in doing advertising is going to want to what they're going to look at the Facebook page. They're going to say, how many Facebook likes do you have? How many listeners do you have a week? How many emails do you get? And I can just tell based on the Facebook page likes and the amount of emails that I get that I don't have a big enough audience to really go for something like that. But I hope that changes. <laughs> I mean, I would love nothing more than to just talk about Dragon Ball for a living, guys. If there's any way I could support myself financially just doing this, then that would be a dream come true to me. But I'm not there yet. So I have to focus on the other things. I have to focus on the day job, the career stuff. And if I want to be able to do that, then I can't just have a podcast that goes on forever. Right. But I will have the Patreon. Okay, so in the meantime, for those of you that are able to get over there and check that out, please do. I probably talked about that way longer than I should (laughs) have. But, you know, hopefully that will help a lot of you guys get a good idea of where I stand with that kind of thing. Okay, Helson, with that being said, man, thanks so much for the suggestion. I appreciate that. Uh, And let me know about that San Diego Comic Con stuff. I'm just curious what your experience was like with that. All right. Another email here I have from Andrew. Andrew number two, Andrew writes, hey, Tim, how about that episode? What do you think Vegeta's new transformation should be called? Super Saiyan Blue 2 or Super Saiyan Blue Evolution? After jeering through that punch and Goku powered down, I've never seen him that terrified. Who do you think will be eliminated next? You're doing fantastic work on the Patreon. Both tiers are worth it. Keep up the amazing work. Andrew number two, man. Thanks for... uh, for writing in as always andrew number two is one of my top subscribers over on patreon so if you if you have any doubts about the the patreon and whether or not it's worth it i'm sure andrew will happily you know explain that <laughs> uh so yeah this episode um what is vegeta's new transformation should be called Ooh, i don't know is there an official name i feel like I feel like every time someone has some sort of transformation on this show that there's an official name that's kind of put out there uh, do we know what that is? I don't like to Google these things because once again, we are so close to the end of Super and I don't know how it ends. Okay. And could you imagine how devastating that would be for me as someone who does this podcast every week if I got spoiled on the ending of Super all of a sudden? So I don't like to Google anything, but I would imagine there would there would be some sort of name for this transformation at this point. Uh, did you just come up with these Super Saiyan Blue 2 or Super Saiyan Blue Evolution? I think Super Saiyan Blue 2 is kind of cool. I mean, because it's 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 already in line with what they've already established with these transformations. They usually just put a number after them, right? 
but at the same time there's there was no well his body ch did change a little bit it's almost like he buffed up a little bit so since there's a physical transformation that happened as well i think we could call it i would be okay with calling it a super saiyan blue too sure <laughs> i mean that's yeah why not let's go with that until we find out what the official name is for it we'll just call it that because i was going to say well maybe it's just an ascended super saiyan blue but i don't know i don't know i like super saiyan blue too <laughs> who do i think will be eliminated next Ooh. well i mean Ooh, that's hard that's that's hard to, to to ask right i think the next person that will be eliminated will be someone from universe six sorry wow <laughs> yeah i mean universe universe 11 right because i mean i think i think i think it'll be dispo because dispo and frieza's sort of battle i think it's a matter of time before frieza just goes golden and knocks dispo out of the ring because i, I feel like they're kind of toying they're kind of teasing us right now with that and i feel like frieza's kind of toying around with dispo because He's making these comments and he hasn't even gone to his golden form. So I would guess Dispo. Now, who would be the next one to get eliminated from Universe 7? Well, if that's going to happen, the logical sort of guess would be Android 17 because because that you would just think that, right? You would think, well, the Saiyans are going to be the ones to survive because traditionally that's just kind of how it's been. And that would be Vegeta, Goku and Gohan. I feel like Gohan hasn't really had a chance to shine yet, so I think he's going to be around for a while. You know, I think there's still more to come here. I mean, Goku has broken through his ceiling. Vegeta has broken through his. Android 17 has done all this super cool stuff. Uh, and go, But Gohan hasn't really had a chance to shine yet, so I would guess Android 17 would be the next one to go with Universe 7. Maybe it'll be none of them. Maybe the clock will run down and they'll all still be in there. I don't know, but... If I just had to speculate, I would that would be my answer. Andrew, thanks so much, man. As always, one more email here from Jesus. Jesus, always good to hear from you. Jesus writes, hey, Tim, how's it going? I hope you're feeling better. It's been a while since I sent in since I last sent an email. I wanted to send one last week, but since I know what happens next, I thought I would send my questions on this episode. So first, what do you think of Vegeta's character development since Dragon Ball Z? going from a guy who only cared for himself to now a family man and two what do you think of vegeta's new power-up exclusive to him that also rivals goku's kaoken technique and last this is just some info about his technique it's based on akuma's satsui nohado uh which means surge of murderous intent while goku's new ultra instinct is based on ryu power of nothingness which is his cosmic power up thanks and if you can continue the podcast going in the next arc by reading the manga <laughs> thanks jesus jesus always great to hear from you man just to get to your final question i uh, just yeah obviously i already answered that right <laughs> yeah with the manga and everything so yeah i already I already answered that um let's see here what do i think about vegeta's character development since dragon ball z well I i've said this several times uh, throughout the years and on the podcast, I feel like Vegeta is the most developed character in the entire series, right? So I think he has had the most and the best character development out of any other character. Well, as why, why, 
while <laughs> while a lot of the other characters have kind of been the same since the start meaning like goku goku's been i love goku but he's been the same character ever since he was a kid to where he is now he hasn't changed at all right this hasn't been he hasn't had to go through any sort of personal struggle or anything his his story is getting stronger and stronger and stronger there hasn't been anything deeper than that with goku uh piccolo has had some pretty good character development going from a good ooh, that's a he he's a i think he would probably be my second you know because piccolo you know grew up as sort of the former shell of a previous king piccolo with the memories of a king piccolo but not but it wasn't him but he still had all the memories of him and then he grew up so he grew up hating goku <laughs> wanted to get revenge on him they damn near killed each other in the freaking tournament he went from a guy that hated goku with a passion and wanted to kill him to caring for goku's son and in turn caring for goku and becoming a good guy so that is a great character development as well but vegeta has the best of all i mean this guy was a bloodthirsty ruthless planet conqueror who just went to planets working for frieza although he never liked frieza and never agreed with frieza he took his orders he grew up you know he was a prince of all saiyans believing that he was better than everybody else he was stronger than everybody else and when the first time he met someone who put him on his ass like Goku, <laughs> Goku, a low class Saiyan, knocked him on his ass. And all of a sudden he had to re had to question his entire existence again. So from from that moment on, most of everything in Vegeta's life has revolved around dealing with the failures of being the prince of all Saiyans and not living up to that and not being the strongest and being outclassed by a low class Saiyan. And losing his planet and dealing with his childhood with Frieza and being under his rule and breaking out of that and trying to become stronger. And, and, you know, from all of that to being beaten by Goku and then, you know, trying to become stronger again and getting killed and then coming to Earth and falling in love with a woman and having a child with a woman, two kids with a woman on Earth. And then now all of this and, you know, it's there's way more stuff there than any other character, I think uh in dragon ball z so i love vegeta's character development don't have a problem with it good stuff uh and you say his power up is exclusive to him is that official i'm going to assume that everything you said after this is something that you maybe read from you know wiki pages or akira toriyama or something right like the fact that that power up is exclusive to vegeta i mean the way they made it sound they made it sound like it is right because of the way they kind of described it about him saying i'm going to shatter through my own ceilings in my own way so if that's the case well maybe we don't want to call it super saiyan blue 2 because super saiyan blue 2 sort of gives off the impression that anyone can do it that goku can reach it himself as well right maybe he can't so maybe it is unique to vegeta maybe it should have a name that sort of ties into that and you say it is based on Akuma's Satsui no Hado, um, which for you guys who don't know what that is, uh, Akuma is a Street Fighter character. And you say that Goku's Ultra Instinct is based on Ryu, of course, another Street Fighter character. Uh, and yeah, and, and Akuma, the, the Street Fighter lore, I'm not in mythology, I'm not completely versed in. <laughs> but yeah, there's definitely something called a Satsui no Hado, which is like this dark demon sort of energy that Akuma basically gives himself to and it powers him. 
and it it gives him immense power but of course he loses his soul as a result of it and there's also a version of ryu that does that too and that's where you get evil ryu right because there's a struggle for ryu to balance the light side and the dark side of the force <laughs> and, and and in some of the stories he gives into the dark side and that's when you get evil ryu so you're saying in this go uh vegeta's thing is based on akuma's sort of rage filled power up i'm guessing and goku's ultra instinct is based on the power of nothingness by ryu okay interesting uh once again i don't know where you got that from but i'm i'm going to assume that that is accurate okay <laughs> jesus thank you so much for writing in man always very informative emails if you have any questions comments concerns about anything we've said so far send me an email at rock the dragon podcast at gmail.com sorry i know i got pretty deep on you guys earlier with the conversation about the podcast and all of that but this is it's a deep subject it's important to me. Obviously, I started this thing over two years ago, not knowing if anyone was going to listen at all. And here I am. And we're almost done with the show. So it's going to get pretty emotional here in the next couple of weeks. <laughs> OK, so expect even more sort of emotional speeches and thank yous and gratitudes and maybe some regrets and who knows what else. I don't know. But I've always I've always felt like I could be really honest on this podcast. I've been super honest from the beginning. I mean, you guys remember when I was begging for likes on the Facebook page on here and I would talk about how depressing I was and then, you know, whatever. So I've always been super honest on here and I don't plan to change that. You know, I'm just going to be me. I'm just a fan of Dragon Ball, just like the rest of you guys. I've never sort of tried to come off as some sort of know-it-all dragon ball wizard you know i'm just a dude with some knowledge who likes to talk and people like to listen so i appreciate you guys for listening this long we've got about episode uh eight episodes left uh, i hope you guys stick with me through the end i'm pretty sure there's gonna be a lot of interesting stuff coming up very very soon so with that being said i'm gonna sign off here i'm gonna say until next time for rock the dragon podcast i'm tim bridgewater thank you guys see you next time keep on rocking the dragon